When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 100 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast and our Christmas special. Today we're featuring the 1938 Christmas show from the Jack Benny program, also known as Jack's Christmas Open House, as well as the 1949 Christmas show from Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, also known as Magic Christmas Tree. You know, it's hard to believe that season three of the podcast is almost at an end. I can't believe how fast this year has flown by. And I hope every one of you listening enjoys today's special, and that you have a wonderful Christmas in a couple of days with your family and your loved ones. Now sit back and enjoy the shows. And Merry Christmas. The Jell-O Program, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Kenny Baker, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens the program with This Can't Be Love. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... You know, I've been thinking that today is a day of universal thank yous. Everybody's unwrapping Christmas gifts. Everybody's saying thank you to somebody else. And we want to say it, too. We want to thank you, listeners, for your gift to us of friendship and loyalty during the past four and a half years. You've made us mighty happy, tuning in every Sunday night, and we hope that we, in turn, have helped make you happy and brought you some pleasant half hours. So for the makers of Jell-O and for every one of us on the Jell-O program, thank you... And Merry Christmas. Can't be loved, played by the orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this being Christmas Day, we look in on Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where he's holding open house for all his friends. Take it away! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle around the table. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rumble seat with Gable. Jingle bells, jingle bells, dum Mary, I wish you wouldn't jingle this ladder. I'm liable to fall off. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack. And hand me the rest of those ornaments. I want to get this tree decorated before the gang gets here. It's a fine time to be trimming a Christmas tree. It should have been done a week ago. Well, I wanted to look around and get a real good one. I never saw such a droopy tree. It looks like that fits in a green dress. <laughs> Mary, all this tree needs is a few decorations. Now, uh, hand me up those candy canes. Here you are. And hold the ladder. Hey, I had 12 of these candy canes. Now there's only 11. Where's the other one? Don't look at me. I'm not looking at you. I'm asking you. All right, I ate it. Here's 10 cents. <laughs> Marty, I bet you'd be surprised if I took it. I wouldn't be surprised if you sued me. <laughs> Mary, I want to get this finished. Hey, Rochester. Yes, boy? Uh, where's that big glass star I told you to pack away last Christmas? You mean that shiny one with the three points on it? That star has five points. Well, it went down two points this last year. <laughs> All right, bring it anyway. Mary, hand me some of that silver tinsel there. Here you are. Say, Jack, are your socks dry yet? Yeah. Well, take them off the tree. People will be here soon. <laughs> okay. Now, hang on to the ladder, Mary. I want to fix these top branches here. Hold tight now. Well, I'll be darned. What's the matter, Jack? There's a little squirrel up here on the top. <laughs> Hello, squirrel. Hello, nut. <laughs> 
get away from me. Shoot! Mary, hand me that Cupid doll I won at Ocean Park. I'll hang that on the treetop there. Oh, Jack, that looks so corny. Why don't you get rid of it? Listen, Mary, I threw over a hundred baseballs to win this doll, and I'm going to keep it. That's right. Say, how much tinfoil have you got saved up by now? About three tons. Oh, shut up! <laughs> hand me a couple of those popcorn balls. There's the door, Mr. Benny. You want me to answer it? Look, Rochester, I'm up here on the ladder. My arms are full of ornaments, so what do you think? Well, how long before you'll be down? Answer the door! <laughs> yes, sir. Say, Mary, this tree is beginning to look pretty good now, isn't it? Huh? That tree wouldn't look good if Earl Carroll hung chorus girls on it. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, well, happy Yuletide, gentlemen. Entree! <laughs> Boys from Phil's Orchestra. Gosh, what they did to my house last time they were here. Come in, fellas! <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Rochester, take the boys in the other room and give them some refreshment. You mean that punch you fixed up this afternoon? Yeah, help yourself, boys. Take it easy, man. It ain't nothing to get excited about. <laughs> That Rochester doesn't think punch is any good unless you have to crawl away from the bowl. <laughs> now, let's see. Uh, say, Jack, who's all coming over tonight anyway? Well, there's our whole gang. Then I invited some very important people. See, Robert Taylor and Barbara Stanwyck, Clark Gable and Carol Lombard, Ronald Coleman and Ginger Rogers. Oh, a whole flock of them. Well, gee, I ought to run home and put on a dress with a lower back. Lower back? It's down to San Diego now. <laughs> And, oh, Mary, you want to hear something terrific? I asked Barbara Whitney to come here as my guest. Barbara Whitney? Yeah, you remember the girl I took away from Phil Harris? The girl you took away from Phil? <laughs> what are you laughing at? That's like taking a hair away from John L. Lewis's eyebrows. <laughs> Just the same, Phil will burn up when he sees her here. Is she coming alone? No, I asked Don Wilson to stop by and pick her up. Now, Mary, hand me some more of that tinsel. I want to get this tree finished. Well, I guess they're starting to arrive now, huh? Hey, Mr. Benny, are you still up on that ladder? Yes, I am. Okay, then I'll answer. <laughs> well, that's mighty sweet of you. See, now I think I'll put something on this branch here. Oh, Jack, why don't you stop fussing with that tree and come down? No, Mary, Miss Whitney will be here, and I want it to look beautiful. Hello, Rochester. Hello, Mr. Baker. Merry Christmas, seasons, felicitations, and wipe your feet. <laughs> Hiya, Kenny. Merry Christmas, everybody. Come on in, Kenny. Hang up your hat and coat and make yourself at home. Okay, Jack. Am I the first one here? No, the orchestra boys are in the other room. Hey, Kenny, don't hang your coat on the Christmas tree. Would need something. Well, it's not that bare. Oh, say, Jack, here's a little present for you. Nothing much, but I hope you like it. Oh, thanks, Kenny. Here, catch it. Gee, I wonder what it is. I'll bet it's a baked apple. <laughs> bet it isn't. Say, it's a pretty package. Oh, Kenny, these are beautiful. They're the very latest thing, Jack, musical handkerchiefs. Musical handkerchiefs, huh? Yeah, every time you blow your nose, chimes ring. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. I can hardly wait till I catch a cold. Well, why don't you try one, Jack? Okay, I will. Now blow hard. <laughs> oh, isn't that a novelty? I wonder how they ever made these. They must have crossed a piece of linen with a hunk of Zillophone. Mary, you're positively brilliant. Say, Jack, as long as the orchestra boys are here, I'd like to go in the next room and brush up on my song. Oh, go ahead, Kenny. We'll want a little entertainment. Okay, see you later. Now, Mary, we've just got a few more things to put up. So hand me that big paper bell there. Here you are, Jack. Hey, Rochester, there's the door again. I got my shoes off. Well, put them on and answer it. Okay. <laughs> You know, Mary, the way Rochester has been acting lately, I've got a good mind not to give him his Christmas present. What'd you get him, Jack? A brand new vacuum cleaner. <laughs> a vacuum cleaner? Yes. Oh, that's lovely. He can play with it on his day off. 
Well, at least it's something practical. Here you are, boss. A couple of telegrams for you. Telegrams? See who they're from, Mary. Okay. Christmas greetings, I suppose, huh? Oh, Jack, this wire's from Robert Taylor. Oh, Bob, huh? Yes, he says that, Dear Jack, terribly sorry that Miss Stanwick and I are unable to come to your party tonight, as Miss Stanwick's dog, Rover, is quite ill. Hmm. I don't believe it. That's just a thin excuse. Hmm. What's the other wire, Mary? Uh, here it is. Uh, it says, uh, Dear Jack, believe me, Mr. Taylor is telling the truth. I have a terrible headache, signed Rover. <laughs> Well, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to see those, through those wires. I'm glad they're not coming. That burns me up. Hey, Jack, should I try my song now? Yes, go ahead and try it. What do I care? Mary, hand me some more of that lousy tinsel. <laughs> here could stand a few more ornaments. Mary, hold the ladder. Okay. And hold it tight. Remember what happened the last time I climbed a tree? Yeah, you saw the Rose Bowl game. <laughs> I don't mean that time. Wow, look at all those decorations. Hey, Mary, what's that round, shiny thing on top? Jack's head. It is not. It's a silver moon. Hey, boss, another telegram for you. Take it, Mary. I wonder if I should put a popcorn ball on top there instead of a star. Oh, Jack, this telegram is from Ronald Coleman. Oh, Ronnie, huh? What does he say? He says, Dear Sir, <laughs> uh, Regret exceedingly that I cannot attend your holiday gathering, and incidentally, how did you get my address? <laughs> how did I get his address? He lives right in back of me. 
Well, there's another one off your list. Yeah. Oh, darn it, that top bulb went out. Hold the ladder tight, Mary. I guess I can reach it. Oh, Jack, here comes Don Wilson and Barbara Whitney up the front steps. Oh, fine. Let them in, Mary. Okay. Gee, I hope Barbara liked the Christmas present I sent her. Hello, Don. Merry Christmas. Same to you, Mary. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hello, Jack. Oh, hello, Barbara. Merry... Was that the door, Mr. Benny? No, that was me. I fell off the ladder. Oh, I won't answer it then. Help me up, Don. Ooh, I sat on some ornaments. I hope somebody sent me a pair of tweezers. Here, give me your hand, Jack. That's too bad. Oh, I'm awfully sorry, Jack. It's all my fault. No, it isn't, Barbara. I'd have probably fallen off anyway. Gee, I'm glad to see you, Babs. Hey, did Don drive carefully on the way over? Well, he drove pretty fast, but he had his arm around me so I wouldn't bounce out. Oh. Oh, so that's it. Why, Don? From Harris to Benny to Wilson. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Mary. I'm not a bit jealous of Don. He's my friend, aren't you, Don? Yes, Jack, and believe me, I acted like a perfect gentleman. Did he, Barbara? Well, he did whisper something in my ear that was kind of cute. Oh, yeah? What was it, Don? Well, Jack, I'll admit I did sort of lose my head for a minute. All right. <laughs> Come on, Don. What did you whisper in Barbara's ear? Well, I got all excited and I said, uh, Roses are red, violets are blue, jello is tempting, and so are you. <laughs> Why, Don Wilson, look at those big red blushes on your face. Say, Babs. Did you get the Christmas present I sent you? Thanks, Jack. They were lovely, but I never wear pink ones. Oh, darn it, Barbara. Keep still. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Jack, it's sure some devil. <laughs> Stop laughing, Kenny. I bought Barbara a pair of pink gloves. I bet they got lace on them. They have nothing on the kind. Now, come on, everybody. Let's go in the other room and have some refreshments. Oh, that's right. Hey, boss, boss. What is it, Rochester? There's somebody at the back door wants to see you. Oh, yes, I know who it is. Excuse me a minute. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, hello, Andy. Hiya, bud. Not so loud. Wait till I close the door. Now, look, Andy. You'll find the Santa Claus suit out there in the garage. And as soon as you're dressed, you climb up on the roof and come down the chimney. Well, well, I better put a beard on so they won't recognize me. Yeah, you better put one on your tonsils, too. <laughs> now, here, here's the bag with all the presents in it. Okay, gee, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Quiet, Andy. Quiet. They'll hear you. Oh, say, Buck, here's a little Christmas present that Mom sent you. I hope you like it. Well, that was very sweet of her. What is it, Andy? Well, it's a combination salad fork and back scratcher. <laughs> well, <laughs> say, there's a comb on there, too. Now, that's for your hair, are you? Uh... <laughs> Wait a minute, Andy. Say, there's a comb on there, too. <laughs> that's for your hair as you're going by. Oh, yeah. But it's too late now. Now, look, remember, Andy, remember, when you're all dressed up, look, at when you're all dressed up, get up on the roof, see? And here's your cue. When you hear me say, Sandy Claus will be here in a minute, you come down the chimney. Okay, see you later, Buck. <laughs> I feel like a darn fool. Quiet, Andy. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Dum, dum, dum. Well, here I am again, gang. Hey, I'm sorry, Barbara. I had a little business to attend to. Oh, that's quite all right. Uh, say, Jack, another telegram just came for you. It's from Clark Gable and Carol Lombard. Oh, oh, what does it say? It says that we would love to be with you tonight, but we were invited somewhere else in the nick of time. <laughs> Well, of all the... That's the last time I'll ever invite them. And I hope Ginger Rogers doesn't wire me that she can't come. She couldn't wait. She telephoned. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Well, the next time I'll give a party, I'll get a crowd if I have to change my name to Elsa Maxwell. This is awful. 
Yeah, what are we going to do with all this food in the kitchen? I don't know, Rochester. Doggone, I'll be eating so much cranberry sauce, I'll be red in the face. <laughs> That's a neat trick if you can do it. Red in the face. Say, Jack, isn't Phil Harris coming over tonight? Phil? Of course he is, and wait till he sees Barbara Whitley here. Why, Jack, didn't you tell Phil I had a date with you tonight? No, let the wise guy find out for himself. Hey, boys, how about playing a number, fellas, and we'll wait and we'll dance till dinner is ready. And leave the punch ball on the table. You can go back. Come on, Babs, let you and I dance. I'm sorry, Jack. I promised the first one to Don. Oh, I see. Well, Mary, looks like I'm stuck with you. Oh, no, you're not. I'm stuck with Kenny. Hmm. Well, play, boys. Hey, Rochester. I don't want to dance. I don't want you to dance. I want you to put down that newspaper and get out of that easy chair. Hit it, boys. Who does Clark Gable think he is, anyway? enjoyed that dance very much. So did I, Don. Say, Mary, I'm some dancer, ain't I? Kenny, you're marvelous, and believe me, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Hey, Jack, what are you doing up on that ladder again? I want to put these ornaments back on top of the tree. Now, Mary, hold the ladder steady this time, will you? There's the door, Rochester. Don't go and every time that bell rings you up on the ladder. <laughs> Listen, Rochester, you'd be trimming this tree yourself if you weren't colorblind. Mary, hand me up those scissors. Well, well, Merry Christmas, Mr. Harris. Hiya, Rochester. Say, Jack, it's Phil Harris. Oh, boy, wait till he sees Barbara here. Merry Christmas, Phil. Same to you, Jackson. Say, Jack, I brought a friend along. Do you mind? No, no, who is it? Joan Bennett. Joan Bennett? Hello, Joan. Hello, Jack. Ooh, my elbow. Well, Jack, what are you doing in that ridiculous position? Who, me? It's an encore, but you don't know it. (laughs) Help me up, Mary. Well, Joan, I'm awfully glad you dropped in. She was nice of Phil to bring you. Oh, he and I are old friends, aren't we, Phil? You said it, baby. (laughs) Baby. You know, Joan, every girl he takes out, he calls baby. Well, he can't remember all their names. (laughs) Half of them you can't even pronounce. (laughs) Oh, Joan, you know everybody here, don't you? Nearly everybody. Hello, Mary. Hello, Joan. Gee, that's a pretty dress you've got on. Thanks. You really like it? No, but it's Christmas. Mary. Oh, Joan, I don't think you've met Miss Whitney. Uh, This is Barbara Whitney, my latest. Well, how do you do, Miss Bennett? How do you do? She's a little young for you, isn't she, Jack? (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, that's me. Get them young, treat them rough, and buy them nothing. (laughs) You know, Joan, Phil is so witty at times. 
Hey, Miss Bennett! Miss Bennett! Yes, Kenny? Here I am under the mistletoe. <laughs> I'll be over in about five years. <laughs> Very good, Joan. Five years. Gosh, I'll be out of the mood by then. Look what's in a mood. Well, boys and girls, I hope you're all hungry. We're going to have a swell turkey. Don't tell me you went for a turkey. Yes, I did, Phil. We're going to have a marvelous dinner. Everything from soup to nuts. How much is it a plate? <laughs> I'll just ignore that. Oh, Rochester, how's the turkey coming along? We're getting hungry. Well, it'll take time, boss. That's a pretty tough bird. <laughs> tough bird? He's been in the oven over three hours. I know, but every time I light the gas, he blows it out. <laughs> be darned. Now, you go out in the kitchen and rush that turkey along. Okay. Man, that's the foulest foul I ever saw. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joan, but you know Rochester exaggerates, so the dinner is really lovely. Well, to tell the truth, Jack, I'm not hungry. Oh. Well, there's an unusual blonde. Quiet, Mary. Well, folks, let's have some of these hors d'oeuvres here till dinner is ready. Oh, huh? Jack. Rochester made a mistake. Well, what's the matter? There's only seven of us here, and he brought in eight olives. Well, Joan can have two. Gee, it's good to see you again, Joan. Gosh, I haven't seen you since we finished making artisan models abroad. We sure had a lot of fun in that picture, didn't we? Yes, we did, Jack. It's playing around now. Have you seen it? Joan, you promise you won't tell anybody? I promise. I saw it 12 times. Twelve times? Yeah. You know your part, Jeff? I'm a little troubled, didn't I? But say, Joan, no kidding. Gee, when I looked up at the screen and, and I saw you in my arms, see, it, it seemed just like a dream. You mean that scene where we were sitting on the park bench in the moonlight eating popcorn? Yeah. Gee, wasn't it marvelous? Well, I didn't think there was enough butter on it. <laughs> I'm talking about us. Oh. You know, Joan, the two of us work so smoothly together. How would you like to make another picture with me sometime? Well, Jack, I don't know. I couldn't really say right now. Send him a telegram. Everybody else does. <laughs> Mary. Oh, say, Joan, I almost forgot. Come on out here in the hall a minute. I got a surprise for you. What is it? Oh, come on. Come on with me. You'll find out. Excuse us a minute, will you, fellas? Hey, Jack, what's the idea? Never mind. Come on, Joan. Oh, all right. Don't. Pull me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, here we are. Where? Right under the mistletoe. You know what that means, don't you? No. What does it mean? Well, it means this. <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> wow! Hooray. <laughs> Wasn't that swell, huh? Now, let's go back and, Joan, act nonchalant, huh? All right. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Jam, 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 jam. That's the idea. Hey, Jack, what are we going to eat? Oh, well, yeah, how about All right, pretty soon, fellas, pretty soon. Now, look, everybody, before we go into dinner, I want you all to sit around the fireplace and get your presents. Santa Claus is coming down the chimney. Santa Claus? Yeah. Now, sit around the fireplace, everybody. Oh, my God. Now, put out the lights, Mary. Okay, Jack. Because Sandy Claus will be down here in a minute. Because Sandy Claus will be down here in a minute. Because Sandy Claus... Oh, stop that clowning, Jack. I'm not clowning. Sandy Claus, are you deaf? Deaf nothing. I'm stuck in the chimney. <laughs> My goodness, what do we do now? Let's see. That's it. Come on, fellas. See you later, Andy. This is the busiest season of all the year, and you mothers know it better than anyone else. Well, here's one swell way to save time and trouble and keep your family happy. Get acquainted with the delicious new Jell-O puddings and serve them often. Well, they're quick and easy to prepare, and the whole family will enjoy them. 
Jell-O butterscotch pudding, rich with old-fashioned butterscotch flavor. Jell-O vanilla pudding, creamy, delicate, and smooth. And Jell-O chocolate pudding, rich and chocolatey and tempting. All three can be made in next to no time, for they require only just a few minutes cooking. And you get delicious pudding, the real homemade kind that's just mouth-watering good. So for easy, inexpensive, and delicious desserts, try the new Jell-O puddings. Butterscotch, vanilla, chocolate. Good night, folks, and Merry Christmas. program to courtesy of Mervyn Leroy Productions. This is the National Broadcasting Company. And now, our Miss Brooks. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks, written by Al Lewis. Well, most of us spent Christmas Eve with our families and friends. But our Miss Brooks, who teaches English at Madison High School, wasn't quite so fortunate. No, my family was too far away to visit, and it seems my friends had other plans. But I made up my mind not to brood about it, and was trimming a rather tiny tree in our living room when my landlady, Mrs. Davis, joined me. What a nice tree, Connie. It isn't really, Mrs. Davis, but it's the only one I could afford. Oh, what did you pay for it? I found it in a vacant lot. (laughs) What I like about it is the size. It's not too big or too small. It's just too small. (laughs) I'd like to stay here and celebrate Christmas Eve with you, Connie, but I promised my sister Angela I'd come over to her place. You remember Angela, the absent-minded one? Oh, certainly, Mrs. Davis. She always got a big thrill out of the holidays, even when we were girls. Of course, the poor dear could never remember when it was actually Christmas. And one Christmas morning, she did the funniest thing. What's that, Mrs. Davis? What's what, dear? (laughs) What did Angela do? Angela. Your sister. My sister. The absent-minded one. What did she do? I haven't spoken to Angela in some time. (laughs) What has she been up to? That's what I'd like to know. Maybe I can refresh your memory. Christmas morning, Angela did the funniest thing. Christmas morning isn't until tomorrow, Connie. (laughs) You must be confused. Well, don't worry about it. I only get these spells once in a while. (laughs) Well, you shouldn't let it go, Connie. If you don't mind my offering a little advice, I'd like to suggest that you train your mind to concentrate more. I'll do it, Mrs. Davis. (laughs) Now, I've developed a little scheme which works wonders for me. Supposing you have trouble remembering where you put things around the house. Well, you just keep repeating the location to yourself with a sort of rhythm. For example, I just chant to myself, the mustard's in the closet, the bread is in the box. The mustard's in the closet, the bread is in the box. The mustard's in the closet, the bread is in the box. Now, isn't that simple? Oh. Mustard's in the closet, bread is in the box. That's wonderful, Mrs. Davis. If anybody wants a mustard sandwich, you're really ready. Yes. Now, uh, before I do anything else, I want to invite you to join me tonight. Join you? Yes, dear. I'm going over to, uh, uh, to, uh... Angela's house? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's so cute with that little absent mind of hers. <laughs> Sometimes she forgets what she's talking about right in the middle of a sentence. And, uh, oh, dear me, I hope that cat's got enough milk. Well, I'm sure if we, uh... <laughs> but then, maybe someday, or if it doesn't seem too... And that's why I can't join you tonight. <laughs> Thanks anyway, Mrs. Davis. I'll just spend a quiet evening at home here. But how about Mr. Boynton? Don't tell me he was too shy to ask you for a date on Christmas Eve. Why do you think there's mistletoe on all four walls? <laughs> no, Mr. Boynton asked me all right, but then he canceled yesterday. Said he's going upstate to visit his folks for a couple of days. But don't worry about me, Mrs. Davis. I'll have a gay time. I'll listen to the radio, read, 
And from this window, I can see our neighbor's television antenna. <laughs> but what about the little gifts you've got for Walter Denton and Mr. and Mrs. Conklin and Harriet? When are you going to deliver them? Oh, they told me not to bother. They said we'd exchange on the 26th. The 26th? But I don't think the day after Christmas is the time to exchange gifts. You don't? You should see the department stores. <laughs> What's that, Mrs. Davis? It's Minerva. Where are you, dear? Oh, she's over by the tree. Here, Rover, uh, Minerva. <laughs> Isn't it the strangest thing how she bites at the pine needles? I guess the rosin in them appeals to her. I'd swear she likes the taste of it. I guess to her it's like a Tom and Jerry, or rather a Minnie and Mickey. <laughs> come on, Minerva, come on over here. We might as well get friendly. We're going to spend the evening together. <laughs> well, I'll be running along now, dear. I hope you won't feel too lonely. Oh, I'll be fine, Mrs. Davis. After all, I do have an imagination. I'll hang my stocking up in a little while, and then when I'm pretending that I'm asleep, I'll sneak in and fill it. <laughs> Oh, before you know it, it'll be midnight Midnight of Christmas Eve I can just picture it A short, thin man in a black suit Comes sliding down the chimney with an empty bag St. Penniless, the schoolteacher Santa Claus <laughs> Well, at least you're not bitter Now, Connie, about my... My sister, uh... Angela. Uh, oh, thank you, dear. About my sister, Angela. Yes? Good night, Dorothy. <laughs> Good night, Bernice. <laughs> oh, stop drinking those pine needles, Minerva. Come on over here. There's a good kitty. Now I'll just settle down in Mrs. Davis's rocker and we'll have ourselves a nice, quiet rock. I've got to exercise more. My bones are rusting. <laughs> oh, it's the rocker. Kind of soothing at that. <sighs> you seem contented enough, Minerva. <laughs> Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Oops, sorry, Minerva. <laughs> I didn't mean to upset you, Minerva. Oh, gosh, I'm sleepy. Now, who can that be? Expecting anyone, Minerva? That's funny. There's nobody here. I'm here. Where? Oh, leaning on my knee. <laughs> what can I do? Well, I'm a salesman, but I don't believe in giving any sales talk or sob stories. All I do is tell you what I'm selling. And if you want to buy, okay, if not, okay. Okay? What are you selling? Well, it's Christmas Eve, and I'm just a small urchin. A little on the underprivileged side. And I'm trying to make a few dollars to get some wood to heat our tiny apartment so that while she's singing to my three sick sisters, my mother's lips don't turn blue. <laughs> That's what I like, no sob stories. <laughs> You're selling handkerchiefs, I'll take six. Well, no, ma'am, I'm selling Christmas trees. It's only a dollar apiece. But I've already got a Christmas tree. Then I'll make it 50 cents. But I don't need... How about a quarter? Look, little boy. Well, payments can be arranged. <laughs> oh, please take one, ma'am. These aren't ordinary trees, you know. They're magic. Magic? Yes, ma'am. You'd be surprised what miracles will happen to you if you buy one. Well, a quarter isn't too much to pay for a miracle. It's 50 cents. <laughs> I thought you said 25. That's when you sounded tougher to sell. <laughs> oh. Well, before I melt down to my coal buttons and the stovepipe hat, here's 50 cents. Well, you won't be sorry, ma'am. Here's the little tree. Say, it is kind of cute at that. Would you like to come in and help me set it up? I can't. I've got to get right home. My sitter's been alone long enough. Sitter? <laughs> Well, what about your mother and the firewood? Well, that's just a routine. My folks are attending a dinner the other bank presidents have given for father. <laughs> With the pitch you've got, you'll have your own bank by the time you're 12. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Good night, lady, and Merry Christmas. Same to you, you little underprivileged millionaire. <laughs> oh, I'll put this tree over here. 
Maybe we can find some extra trimmings for it in the morning. Minerva, will you stop gnawing on those pine needles? I wish I knew what made them so appetizing to her. (laughs) Oh, fine. Now you come over here and let those things alone. There we are. Well, I guess I'm not the only one that's spending Christmas Eve alone without family or friends. Who can tell? Maybe Santa Claus has something up his big red sleeve that I don't even know about yet. Of course, I do have a squeaky rocker and Minerva. Jingle bells, jingle bells, and merry stuff like that. Oh, what fun it is to rock with a big, fat, drunken cat. As I sat in the living room Christmas Eve with Minerva the cat on my lap, I couldn't help noticing that the tree which I'd bought from that wealthy urchin had a rather peculiar luminosity. Although there wasn't any artificial illumination, it seemed to glow from deep down in its branches. As I rocked back and forth, I started to get very drowsy. Hmm. Little boy said this tree was magic, Minerva. Yeah. I don't believe it either. Still, it is Christmas Eve, and some very strange things have happened on Christmas Eve. What's that? Oh, I I must have been dozing. Coming! Well, it's Walter Denton. Come in, Walter. Noel, Noel. Joy, you is Noel. (laughs) Gracias. Come on into the living room, Walter. Ah, thanks, Miss Brooks. Here, I brought you this little gift to put under your tree. Oh, that was very thoughtful, Walter. Put it under this tree over here. Okay. Say, you've got two trees, haven't you? Yes, one for Minerva and one for me. What? Don't pay any attention to her. She's pine needle happy. Uh, Well, Miss Brooks, as you know, I was supposed to spend the evening nestled snugly in the tight little confines of my own small immediate family circle. Oh, for heaven's sakes, come out of there. You're giving me claustrophobia. But I went to my father and mother and crowed their permission to come over... Wait a minute, Walter. You crowed their permission to... Yeah. Crave, craven, crove, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, Walter, of course not. Crave, crave... Let's see. Crave, craven... After you crowed their permission, what happened? my presence for a long enough while for me to deliver to you, Miss Brooks, the little token of my esteem and affection, which is now ensconcing under the tree. Walter, are you still in my English class? <laughs> well, sure, Miss Brooks. Well, I'd better bone up a little. One of us is going to flunk this term. <laughs> well, it isn't just the gift, Miss Brooks. That's not the only thing that brought me wayfaring from the warmth and conviviality of my own heart. Oh, please don't start that again. I'm glad you dropped over, Walter. And if you want to spend the rest of the evening with your folks... Oh, there's no rush with them. They've got my present under our tree already. Now, what I'd like to say, Miss Brooks, though, is something I've wanted to say for a long while. Yes, Walter? Now, it's a... A little on the sentimental side, perhaps, for a so-called hep high school boy to be telling a teacher, but it's sincere, Miss Brooks. I'm sure it is. It's something I feel deep down inside of me, Miss Brooks, from whence so many of one's warmer emotions stem. That's whence they stem from, all right. <laughs> of course, even if it does seem over-sentimental or even downright sticky, Christmas Eve <laughs> seems to be the time that you can say things like this and not sound over-sentimental or sticky. Christmas Eve is the time to say them. I just hope I hear them by New Year's Eve. (laughs) What I want you to know, Miss Brooks, 
is that I'm grateful. For what, Walter? For my association with you during the past semester at Madison High School. Well, thank you, Walter. I've tried to be a capable teacher. Oh, your teaching was nothing. What? <laughs> oh, I don't mean scholastically. No, as a teacher, you were very adequate. I mean personally. The interest you took in me and my problems. For that, I could never thank you if I lived to be a hundred. Of course... You'd be gone a long time by then. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, too. <laughs> you don't know what it's meant to me to have your ear whenever I needed it. Oh, it was nothing, really. I have another one. <laughs> Especially about girls. Gosh, you remember how silly I used to act about girls? Every time one of them looked at me, I giggled like a kid. And then, overnight, I matured. I met the one woman who really mattered, Harriet Conklin. <laughs> she certainly made something out of you, Walter. I don't know what, but something. You saw me through the difficult transition period of that amour as well. While Harriet and I were adjusting to one another, it was wonderful to be able to come down to you for advice, Miss Brooks. It isn't every boy who has such an interest taken in him by some intelligent elderly person. Give me back my ear. I can't hear you. It's your ancient or anything. Gosh, I've seen girls who don't look as good as you do. Girls? What do you think I am? <laughs> Shut up, Minerva. By the way, Miss Brooks, I see you got lots of mistletoe on the walls. Were you expecting Mr. Boynton tonight? Yes, Walter, I was. We were going for a wheelchair ride together. <laughs> he had to visit his folks upstate. His folks? Gosh, they must be well along in years. His father's over 50. They may shoot him next spring. <laughs> Look, Walter, while you're here, you might as well pick up the little gift I got for you. Oh, but Miss Brooks, you shouldn't have. Where is it? <laughs> Under the tree on your right. It isn't much, just a remembrance. Oh, gee, I almost forgot. I can't open it yet. Why not? Oh, you mean you want to put it under your tree at home and open it with your family? Oh, not exactly, but... Well, I'll get it later, Miss Brooks. Oh, there they are now. I'll answer it. There who are now? Come on in, folks. She was all alone when I got here. Then it's really a surprise, isn't it? We should have stayed home Christmas Eve. Besides, it's freezing out. Now, Osgood, don't be so grouchy. Hello, Miss Brooks. Merry Christmas. Why, it's Mr. and Mrs. Conklin. And Harriet, how are you all? I'm cold. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Come here, Minerva. Rub up against Mr. Conklin. <laughs> What's that? What are you... Go away, cat. Why, she seems to like you, Osgood. Or is she hungry, Miss Brooks? She's not that hungry. <laughs> I don't like cats. Why doesn't she go chase a mouse or something? Well, you forget, Mr. Conklin, this is Christmas Eve. There isn't one stirring. <laughs> hey, Harriet. Yes, Walter? There's a lot of mistletoe around this room. I know. It's real pretty. Osgood, notice all the mistletoe in this room? What? <laughs> oh, oh, that green stuff. Yeah. <laughs> More often than not, it makes me sneeze. Come on, Osgood. Let's see if it does. Oh, now, Martha, don't embarrass me. It doesn't make I... you sneeze, does it, Harriet? I'm willing to find out. Here's a nice wreath of it on this wall. Yeah. Well, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. <laughs> If it's all right with Harriet, it's all right with us. Oh, come on, Walter. We're getting old. <laughs> Gosh, you're sweet, Harriet. Oh, isn't that cute, Osgood? Come here, dear. How about one for your faithful old wife? Well, it is customary, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm under the stuff. Now, pucker up, dear. Very well. Yeah. Yeah. I, you see, I... 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 I, I told you... Ah! 
Now, let's stop this romantic drivel and act like adult human beings. Miss Brooks, I'd like to take advantage of this visit to inquire as to your plans for the coming year's classwork. Do you have your schedule all laid out? Well, frankly, Mr. Conklin, I haven't had much chance to work on anything. Haven't had much of a chance, but you've been away from school all week. Your vacation started last Monday. I know, Mr. Conklin, and that's what I took the week as. I mean, a vacation is something you go on when you get the opportunity to. You don't work on it or during it, unless, even though I didn't actually go anywhere, when my vacation came along, I went on it, or was on one, usually. (laughs) And you wanted to be the head of the English department. Please, Osgood, this is no time to talk of school affairs. We're here to spend part of our holiday with Miss Brooks. It was very nice of you to think about me, Mrs. Conklin. It was nice of all of you. Where are Walter and Harriet? Denton, get my daughter away from that mistletoe at once. But, Mr. Conklin, Harriet isn't allergic to mistletoe. No, but I'm allergic to you. (laughs) Harriet's almost irresistible sometimes, especially alongside of older women like Mrs. Conklin and Miss Brooks. (laughs) Saved by the bell. I'll get it. Why, Mr. Boynton, come in. Oh, thanks, Miss Brooks. I thought you were going upstate to see your folks. Well, I was, but they sent me a wire that they wanted to come down here for a week or so. They'll arrive in the morning, so I thought I'd drop this little gift off for you tonight. Oh, but you shouldn't have. Where is it? <laughs> Let's just put it under the tree in the living room. Look who's here, everybody. Well, it's Mr. Boynton. Hi there, Mr. B. This is nice. Hello, Boynton. <laughs> Hello, folks. This is beginning to get more like Christmas Eve every minute. Sit down, Mr. Boynton. I'm certainly glad your folks decided to visit you instead of vice versa. Oh, so am I. There's a particularly good reason why I'm glad. There is? Yes. It gives me a chance to see how my guinea pigs are affected by this cold snap. (laughs) So far, they haven't reacted at all. What do you expect them to do, blow on their paws? (laughs) Miss Brooks? Have you pointed out the mistletoe to Mr. Boynton? Oh, why don't you stop that nonsense, Martha? <laughs> it isn't nonsense. Mr. Boynton, look at the mistletoe. Mistletoe? Oh, oh, yes, a very interesting example of the flora found in various areas throughout the globe. <laughs> An evergreen parasitic shrub, it is indigenous to the regions where apple trees and oaks abound. Now that the lecture is over, may we ask questions? Well, certainly, Miss Brooks. Want to stand under it? (laughs) Stand under it? Well, you see, because of certain characteristics in its makeup, an allergy is sometimes aggravated by its presence. I'll take a chance if you will. Come on, Mr. Boynton. Yeah, come on, Mr. Boynton. Uh, Just bring him over to this wall here. (laughs) Uh, Get under it if you like. Well, don't just stand there. Can't you see Miss Brooks is cooking? Well, don't fuss for me. I couldn't eat a thing. (laughs) Mr. Boynton, don't you know what standing under the mistletoe signifies? I know what it signifies to most people, but to me it's just... (laughs) Well, there goes 85 cents worth of mistletoe. Let's do. Let's open up the presents right now. Swell. A splendid suggestion, Walter. Uh, uh, Shouldn't we wait until just before we leave? Might be less embarrassing that way. (laughs) Well, if you want to open them now, I Golly, this one tree is pretty crowded. I'll put some of these packages under this little one over here. Look out, Walter. You're bumping into one of the branches. Look out. Gosh, I got the funniest feeling when I touched that branch. What kind of a feeling, Walter? Well, you're Harriet Conklin, aren't you? Well, sure, I'm Harriet Conklin. Walter, what's the matter with you? Nothing. Nothing's the matter with me. It's just that I want to tell you something. Harriet, you've got to change. You ought to try to be more like Miss Brooks. What do you mean, Walter? If you want me to stay interested in you, you've got to be more alluring, youthful, glamorous, feminine in that real feline Brooks way. Walter, have you been drinking pine needles, too? Look at that tree. It, it seems to be glowing. What do you mean, glowing? Just a reflection from the streetlights. This party is giving me the memes. 
holidays, indeed. Here, I'll just move the tree where it won't glisten in our eyes. There we go. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Why, Mr. Conklin. Of course I'm Mr. Conklin. Happy-go-lucky, fun-loving, gag-a-minute Osgood. <laughs> gag-a-minute Osgood? Sometimes I've wanted to. <laughs> Miss Brooks, is that really you standing there? I think so, Mr. Conklin. Why do you ask? Because you suddenly look so different. So intelligent. <laughs> Miss Brooks, I've made up my mind. You are now head of the Madison High English Department. Well, thank you, fun-loving Osgood. <laughs> I'm going to put this wonderful tree where it belongs, right in the center of the room. Give me a hand, Boynton. Oh, yes, sir, Mr. Conklin. I'll just take this end here and... Miss Brooks. Yes, Mr. Boynton? Come here, baby. <laughs> You said, come here, Connie. You did not. You said, come here, baby, and I'm here. <laughs> Look, he's taking her over to the mistletoe. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Well, 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 what are you going to do, Mr. Boynton? Uh, just call me Phil, Connie. And this is what I'm going to do. that make you feel? Oh, I feel like I'm in a dream, Philip. A wonderful, beautiful dream. Well, what's that? Mr. Boynton, where did you go? Where is everybody? Oh, I must have been dreaming. Well, that's real enough. I'll be right there. Oh, sorry, Minerva. I didn't mean to drop you. Surprise! Surprise! I'm cold. <laughs> Why, it's the Conklins and Walter and Mr. Boynton. But you all just left. Uh, I mean, come in. We thought it would be nice if we spent our Christmas Eve together, Miss Brooks. Yes, and we've brought a few little gifts over for you. I'll just put them under this tree here. Yes, do that, Walter. Aren't you going to ask me why I didn't go upstate, Miss Brooks? I know why, Mr. Boynton. Your folks are coming down to see you. Well, how did you know about that? I just got the telegram. Uh, don't let's get too carried away with the holidays to prepare for the hard school season ahead, Miss Brooks. Oh, let's you... not talk about school affairs now, Osgood. Walter, look at the mistletoe. Yeah, look at it. Now, just a minute. Before we go through all that again, <laughs> would you please touch that tree, Mr. Boynton? The one on the left with the... Why, it's gone. There's only one tree. Miss Brooks, are you all right? Of course I'm all right. Could I have dreamt that part, too? Uh, Mr. Boynton, would you do me a favor, please? Of course, Miss Brooks. What is it? Would you touch the Christmas tree? Touch it? Please, please it's important. Oh, all right. There. Nothing happened. What did you expect would happen? A miracle. Oh, excuse me. I'll be right back. Oh, I'm a little urchin, and I'm selling magic Christmas trees. But you just... Please buy one, lady. They only cost 50 cents apiece. 50 cents? That's right. Here's two dollars. Give me four of them. <laughs> All over the studio here, there are happy signs of Christmas. Bits of red and green, holly, and some imaginative person even hung some mistletoe in the control room. Must remember to drop in there after the show. <laughs> but the Christmas spirit is even more evident in the faces of our cast. Together with our sponsor, the Colgate Palm Olive Peat Company, 
makers of Colgate Dental Cream, Luster Cream Shampoo, and Palm Olive Shaving Creams, we join in wishing you a Merry Christmas. Yes, Jeff Chandler and Gail Gordon, Jane Morgan, Virginia Gordon, Dick Crenna, Gloria McMillan, Jeffrey Silver, our writer-director Al Lewis, and our producer Larry Burns, our conductor Wilbur Hatch, and all the others on the R. Miss Brooks show. And we're gathered here to say, may this be the most joyous of the holidays for all of you. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I plan out our whole day. First we'll make snow angels for two hours, and then we'll go ice skating, and then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can, and then, to finish, we'll snuggle.